Welcome to the Embodied Love Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Grant. In this show, we'll be exploring all things love, relationships, and the creative fulfillment of living a life on purpose. If you're someone who wants to leave this world a little better and really make the most out of your human experience, you're a creative, a lover, a human who is here to embody the full essence of love, this podcast is for you. Join me for conversations about the real stories, lessons, and mistakes that make up a life well-lived and a human well-loved. Let's dive in. Hello, everybody. It's nice to be back. It has been a while. I think the summertime, July maybe? was the last time I did a podcast for y'all. It's been a wild season. Um, That summer, fall season was just so full. And if you've been around me a while, you will know that I only will do things when it feels reverent to do them. And when I have capacity to really deliver. And if I'm not in a place where I can fulfill on that, then I have to put things to the sidelines for a while. And something like a podcast, to me, like really requires my energy to be in the pocket. You know, I really need to be clear on what I want to come in and transmit and talk and teach about. I don't think coming on here to just talk nonsense is a good use of my time or your investment. So, you know, sometimes I will take hiatuses. And I think this is an important thing for all of us to at least give ourselves a little bit more permission to pivot, to change, to take pauses. Um, Life is so fucking full on at the best of times And we don't exactly live in a world that prioritizes, you know, creating the conditions for flow. You know, when you have to keep pushing, 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 grinding, 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 hustle, 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 you're not in the pocket of flow. And so inevitably, shit's going to feel clunky. It's probably going to suck a lot of your inspiration out. Um, Yeah, it's just, it's not a sweet spot to create from and to be in. And so this is why I will give myself a lot of permission to shift, change, pivot. Uh, I'm also in human design, a manifesting generator, which means I have um, quite a few interests. (laughs) And I often have many, many projects on the go. Like To give you a snapshot, when it comes to music and songwriting, I have anywhere between five and ten songs, maybe more, that I'm writing at the same time. So those are ten different projects that are operating. Ten different songs 10 different stories, uh, 10 different melodies, uh, often different collaboration groups. And 
for me, that really works. I also have a strong core need for variety and having all of these different projects allows that core need to feel really satiated and fulfilled in a really healthy and dynamic way. And when it comes to my business, there are also these different areas of my business. You know, there are the containers that I teach there are the free classes that I offer. There's the like small intro series and classes that I do. Um, there's one-to-one work that happens. So I'm also getting a lot of variety there as well. And then in terms of my content, I, I've really been sitting with like what is the truest expression for me right now. And I just, I love long form content. But I'm also having a lot of fun making memes that I find funny because I love to laugh and I think that laughter and playfulness and having fun with this process of transformation, relational growth, um, emotional alchemy, mastery in the world of relating, it needs to be fun. Or what's the point? Why are we doing it? Like, life is crazy enough. Life, like the world is a fucking dumpster fire. Like, (laughs) shit's fucking crazy. And so we need to be able to find these pockets of humor and balance. And for me, balancing that long form, deep, rich content with really nonsensical memes or like making dirty jokes like that is my vibe and if I get too locked into the long form serious depths I lose a little bit of my magnetism my light my inspiration for creating it also impacts my creative flow Um, because there's no point in which I'm coming up for air. So this, you know, past couple months, I've really been playing with, well, how do I dance with that balance where I can still do the thing that feels really enriching to my soul, which is the long form, deep, rich content. But I also get this jovial, playful, silly, sassy, spicy, uh, space to play. And it feels, at least today, that we have found a nice pocket where I can do both, which inevitably freed up a lot more creative energy for me to come back to the podcast and to start recording these episodes that have been flowing through in my writing sessions and that I'm really excited to share with you. So... Before we get back into the full swing of the podcast, I wanted to give you all a taste of what it's like to be in a free class with me. Because podcast world is different. Um, It's just a different energy. Like, obviously, it's just me and the mic. And then in a free class, it's me with all (laughs) y'all. So you're going to get a much more animated 
uh, playful, like I'm, I'm bouncing off the energy in the room when I'm teaching a free class. And I have a free class that's coming up on November 18th, which is tomorrow. And I wanted to give y'all a taste of what that's like. And this particular podcast is actually just going to, from this point forward, going to be the replay of a class that I taught. Gosh, I don't even know when I taught this. It might have been September. Uh, I think it was September. And it's, it's actually one of my favorite classes that I've ever taught. And I do these free community classes for people on my email list. If you are on my email list, you will get emailed to register for any of these free classes that I teach because I understand that it may not be workable to come into a longer content or a longer form container. It also might not be the right time for one-to-one work. Like there could be a million reasons why, but I want you to still have access to this work and be in the pocket of it. And these free classes are an excellent way to participate in your own growth, transformation, evolution in the world of relationships and love and honestly living your best fucking life. Because that's really why we do this work. And okay, I'm going to go on a little more of a tangent here because the relationships that you hold in your life, those relationships will largely inform and influence what you do and what you create in the world. So if you are choosing people who can't meet you in one way or another, it is going to impact what you do out in the world. You know, when we're in relationships that feel like a bit of a cage, and a lot of the time that's because they haven't been consciously created from the start. And when they're not consciously created from the start, we can kind of fall into this default relating mode of like, yeah, I like you. This feels good. Like I'm safe. I'm comfortable, but I'm not super lit. I'm not super inspired and I don't really feel the necessary like fire within me to go and fulfill my my soul's mission here. Like I could just kind of get by living our day to day. And listen, there's a lot of people who that is their reality and they're happy and they're content. My work is not for those people though. My work is for the people who know that they are here to do big, great things, whatever that means. That could mean being a mother or a father or a parent. That could mean being an artist or a creative. That could mean, you know, like you throw away the logical linear pursuits and you go be a fucking chef. I don't know. (laughs) But like you're in touch with your soul. And there's this devotional commitment to fulfilling your soul's mission. And you'll know that my work is for you if you know that there is something more than what has been kind of offered in the matrix. Like you should just go to work, do this job that you fucking hate, 
and somehow be happy and content with that. Live a life that doesn't really have a lot of dynamic range in it and just keep lather, rinsing, and repeating until you die. And quite frankly, that does not inspire me. That doesn't turn me on. That is of zero interest to me. And so my body of work is designed for people who also feel the same way, who also know that they are here to create a really big epic life, however that looks to them, whatever that means to them. And in order to do so, they understand the importance of having their relationships locked down. And what I mean by locked down is like being in the pocket of really healthy relating. Because if you are in a relationship that you spend a lot of time squabbling or not seeing eye to eye or like fighting about stupid shit or you are fundamentally mismatched so like core needs aren't being met, uh, there's a lot of your creative life force energy that's getting siphoned off there. And when your creative energy is being siphoned in that way, it means it's not available to create your dreams. It's not available to create the life that you envision for yourself. And when we are kind of in that clunkier spot, we end up kind of falling into the track of forcing versus being in flow, which is what this uh, free class is that I'm going to give you access to. It's all about force versus flow. And our relationships play such a big part in that. And when you want to create a life that feels really fucking delicious to be in and lights you up and you are going after your dreams, you're not jaded by life, you're not in like this pessimistic place of like nothing ever works out for me. And like my work is for people who are connected to the thread of possibility. They don't need to be convinced about possibility. That's already something that's innate within them. And they just want to figure out how we kind of put it all together. So what do I need to do to clean up my side of the relational street so that my relationships flow, so that my creative life force energy is completely available to my soul's mission? Because if you are in the right relationship, if you are in the relationship that is truly aligned for you, you will have the energy of a thousand suns to create because your relationship will serve as the vehicle for the expansion of both people's individual expressions and soul and soul mission. But there's also like a collective mission within the relationship. There's more consciousness there. There's more intentionality there. And I'm going to talk about this in future episodes, so don't you worry. <laughs> it's coming. Um, but for now, like we really want to just land that whole concept of the relationships that you choose really matter and they really impact what you can and can't create, what you will and will not go for, um, whether you feel free enough to really like expand your wings and fucking fly or you know are we doing relationships in a way where the relationship itself is actually a cage 
and you have to clip your wings in order to stay. And, you know, this work, where we're going in these next seasons of my work um, is really primarily for the people who are ready to burn the cage. <laughs> They're ready to like really commit to their soul mission, to their purpose, what they're here to do. And they want to create relationships both romantically and platonically that really support the emergence of possibility in their lives, but also in the world as a whole. Because if the world is a fucking tire fire right now, the only way that changes is if we start weaving new possibilities into the mix. And if you want the world to change, you need to get in the driver's seat of your own life and start living out your soul mission. The world needs that counterbalance right now. The world needs more people who are devoted to their soul, who are devoted to loving in a really relational way, people who are devoted to doing relationships in a way that is more expansive, more possibility oriented, more solution oriented, um, you know, more in the heart versus relating from our wounds and relating from our smallness or relating from our fears. Because when we relate from those places, we just get more of what we've already got. And I think we can all agree that that's kind of a, a shithole in many regards. And so if you want something that is more expansive, not only for yourself and your life, but for the world around you, which again is going to be something that people who are drawn to this work feel. It's not just about them. It's about the impact that they leave on the fucking planet. Like my whole mission here is to leave the world a little better off for having had me in it. And when I distill that down on a micro level, what that means is any interaction I have with someone, I want to leave them a little bit better off. Now that doesn't always happen because, you know, karma and you have friction with some people, but ultimately like I'm committed to showing up in the most relational way I'm capable of in that moment. And I know that that sends out a ripple of possibility. I know that that starts changing people's orientation to how they relate to themselves, relate to each other, relate to the world around them. And, you know, every day I have an opportunity to live that mission, you know, and it doesn't mean that you have to have a business like mine. It, like I could literally be a fucking garbage person and like be like picking up trash for a living and still be the embodiment of my mission because my mission isn't dependent on what I'm doing for work. My mission requires me to just show up fully for life every single day and everything that I do comes from that place of wanting to leave things a little bit better off than when I found them. And, you know, and, and that's not, that's very different from like rescuing and like savior complexes. Like that's, the, that's the distortion. <laughs> that is the shadow. That is not the, the true exalted expression here. So, 
the exalted expression is me showing up fully landed in my body, landed in my heart, landed in my soul, speaking from those places, loving from those places, relating from those places, and allowing that to ignite a spark of possibility inside someone else's field of awareness. And so in order for me to really be in the pocket of my mission, I have to construct my world in a way where I am largely in, in line with flow. I can't be swimming upstream, forcing my life, forcing my relationships, um, forcing my business or forcing wherever I'm forcing and expect that seed of possibility to really open. So this is why I really wanted to give you access to this free class in this podcast so that not only you can get a little bit of a taste of what it's like to come work with me on those deeper levels, um, even when it is in the free container, free class, but also just so that you have that lesson in your system, that you have access to it, that you can play with it, let it rumble around, let it inspire you. Let it take you on your own unique journey. Um, okay, so I think that's all I need to say about that today. And if you'd like to come to the free class tomorrow, you can register in the show notes. If you register you like, and you can't make the live, there's a 24-hour replay. If you're listening to this in the future and the class is clearly over, just send me a message and we'll figure something out or I'll let you know where the class is living because I will be putting it into the Epic Love Collective and it will definitely live in that library of work. But also if you work with me one-to-one or you work with me in any of my containers, you also have access to any of these classes in your portals um, where I keep all of your materials for your classes, your programs, all those wonderful things. So just reach out, send me a message if it's in the future and you're like, damn it, I really wanted to be in that class because I am, I really want to learn about emotional availability and being more emotionally available to myself, my heart, because that's what we're talking about tomorrow in the free class. So if that's your jam, you want to come play, sign yourself up. And if you're like, actually, let me just like listen to this class, see if it's my vibe. I would highly recommend that because I am definitely not for everyone. Um, And so I think it's really important for you to make informed decisions for yourself of whether I am a teacher, I am a guide for this particular chapter of your story. So without further ado, enjoy the class. Let me know what your main takeaway was. You can hit me up on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. And uh, we'll see you very soon. Okay. Bye, friends. Hello, everybody. Happy Saturday. It is glorious to be here with you all on this magical, magical day. So if you were new to me, and this is your first free class that you've ever hopped in and joined, we do these classes on video. The only exception is if your video is broken or if you're in the car and I I don't want you to crash, but like 
uh, we practice this energetic of mutual reciprocity and this pocket of really practicing being witnessed, just being seen, which y'all, it's a huge part of being in flow. If you don't want to be seen, we have like all these like weird protective things that we do and it fucks with our flow. So if you really want to open that flow, just practice being on video today and just see what comes up. Cause what comes up when you turn on your video is the same stuff that's interfering with your flow, with your ability to be fully seen, with your ability to use your voice and be like a really clear transmission with your voice. So, oh, you don't, okay. Don't worry about distracting other people either. We are all functional adults who are responsible for our own focus, okay? So if you're making lunch or you're doing something else, that's totally okay. Let yourself be seen in your whole human, okay? Okay. Um, so before we get started, let's head to the chat. Your, your video won't turn on. See, this, this, that happens sometimes. Don't stress. If Zoom is like, mm -mm, we're not working today, <laughs> or your device is like, it's going to break if we turn on the video, like those are different things than intentionally wanting to hide. Okay. It, it, like feel the difference in the energetic there. So before we get in to this conversation today, I want you to head to the chat and I want you to give me one word one phrase that just represents where you are in space and time right now. And then we will jump in from there. Frustrated, okay. Healing, anxious, happy and flowing, synchronicity today. Okay, run. Stuck, okay. <laughs> ADD is out of control. Well, speaking my language, <laughs> that's me 24 <laughs> seven. Squirrel, squirrel. Oh, I gotta do this, can you do this, can you do this? <laughs> feel ya, feel ya, feel ya, feel ya. Excited and inspired, alive, aligned, on path and grateful. Yes, Ash, yes. Have a lot of energy that seems to wanna burn through me, excitement bubbling up, okay. Glad to have found my way into the call eventually. Amazing, me too. Calm, open, and ready to receive. All right, everyone. This sounds delish and yummy. I'm excited to be here with you all today. And I haven't I haven't done one of these in a while. I think the last like free thing that we did was the Radiant Love Masterclass. I think that I think that was the last one. So it has been a while since we've been able to commune with each other in this way. And it feels really wonderful to kind of be back in the pocket and going forward, we're going to be able to weave more of these into the mix. So I wanted to talk about force and flow today because, well, it's been up for me. <laughs> so <laughs> if it's up for me, if it's in my field, it also means that it's in the field that I serve. And it, when it comes to, 
you know, my life is generally pretty flowy. But then there are seasons, experiences, situations, or certain pockets of life where it doesn't flow as smoothly. And the first thing that I want to remind everyone about is that that is normal. Okay. It is normal. If you are a human, it is normal, which I'm assuming all of you are human. Okay. And when we are in this human experience, in order to really carve the path that we are here to carve, serve our soul's mission, serve our soul's purpose, we are going to experience the contrast between flow and force. This is going to be a continual learning for the duration of your life. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to be on that track of, you know, forcefully pushing and trying to make shit happen and swimming upstream your whole life. The point is when you notice that you're doing that, that becomes the signal that something is out of alignment. And then it is your job to be a good little investigator and explore, well, what is the thing that's out of alignment? Is it my energy? Is it my emotions? Is it the situation that I'm in that I need to have maybe a conversation about boundaries or my needs so that things flow a little bit smoother? Um, is it a phase of your life where you need to maybe reevaluate the relationships in your life? And if you have been around my space for a while, you will know that I talk about a tiering system with relationships. And I think it's a good idea every every seasonal change so i'm very big on working with the seasons of my life and that means like on a literal level like the four seasons that happen in a month for me as a woman with my menstrual cycle but also the overarching seasons of the earth so we have four distinct seasons that can happen depending where you are on this planet and each of those seasons requires something different from its environment and from anyone existing in that environment. It has different lessons. And so every season on the yearly chart, I just take a moment to really evaluate what is working, what is flowing in my life, and then where it's clunky, where there's stuck energy where it's not flowing, where I'm forcing. So if you just make this part of your devotional practice of every start of new season, so we're about to move into autumn. So at the end of summer, it's a good time to evaluate what has happened in that season. So we take a look at what are my wins? What are my breakthroughs? What are the insights? What did I learn? And also like what's moving really smoothly for me and also what is clunky because then that allows you to plot out and map where you're going to go next in this next season of your life, which would be the autumn season. 
And so when we know exactly where we're forcing, where we're stuck, well, then we can at least work with it. (laughs) But when we kind of put our earmuffs on and like fingers over our eyes and we're like, la, 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 I'm not going to deal with it. Well, then it doesn't get transformed. You cannot transform or alchemize anything that you refuse to acknowledge. So the first step to getting into flow is to acknowledge where you're not in flow and also acknowledge where you are. Because humans do this really funky thing where they like to focus on what's wrong and what's not working and what I need to change and what I'm bad at, right? Always need to be fixing something. However, that doesn't create a state of flow. All that does is create compression in your system and give your inner critic some really good, you know, stuff to kind of grip onto and then talk shit to yourself about, okay? So we want to also acknowledge, and I would recommend that you start with, what is flowing in my life? Where am I experiencing flow? What is moving really well? What's grooving? You know, like that playlist in the weight room, like what parts of your life make you feel like you felt when you listened to those songs? I promise you, even if you are in like a shit portal, a shit season of your life where there's a lot that's just like going sideways, I promise you there are still these spots where things are flowing, where things are working, where things are going well. So that is the first place that you want to look. It's like, where is that actually happening? And what is contributing to that ongoing state of flow? So in any area of life that is flowing for me, there's usually some form of devotion that's also attached to that area. So I'll give you an example. Like Songwriting and music is an area that's very flowy for me. Writing is an area that's very flowy for me. And the reason that it's flowy is because I'm devoted and committed to showing up for my craft. Every day, I do something that contributes to that particular area of my life. In other words, I do something that feeds that area with like high quality nourishment. So some days, like, you know, flexing that area of flow with writing doesn't necessarily mean that I've written anything. But maybe it means I listen to a creative teacher, do a podcast, or a book that they've read. Or maybe I just go out and watch bumblebees get drunk in flowers for a couple hours. And it gives me something to write about. So every day I'm doing something that feeds that area of flow. And because I'm intentionally feeding it, well, I'm experiencing more flow. 
And then we want to look at the areas where we're a little like clunked up where things aren't flowing. Now, a lot of the time we experience like pretty extreme clunk and contrast when we're just in a situation that we really shouldn't be in or working a job that sucks our fucking soul. We're in a toxic relationship, but like they're hot. <laughs> We're spending money like it's on fire. Like whatever it is, whatever area of your life or like even your body, like our relationship to our body can go out, right? And this happens when you have an injury. When there's an injury in your body, there's been a pattern likely of forcing an egoic agenda onto your body instead of listening <laughs> to the actual signals of your body. Okay. So when I had my knee injury last year, some of you already know this, I, I said it on a podcast, but I'm going to say it again here because it's an important story. So when I injured my knee last year, I was at my buddy's birthday and we decided to get fucked up. So we did a lot of drugs. And I mean, I thought I was just doing a microdose because I'm like, I'm not going to be responsible. <laughs> but I wasn't responsible enough to like make sure like what was the dose I was actually getting. I left it up to a friend of mine who had been drinking all day. So not exactly in this space of like coherence of like, oh yeah, being very precise with the dose I'm giving. And so I did not get a micro dose. I got a full dose plus a micro dose. So I was out of range. And because I was out of range, I couldn't feel the signals of my body anymore. We were also on MDMA. If you've ever done MDMA, you're just going to feel good in your body. That's all you're feeling. So you're not actually going to get those subtle cues of your body being like, actually, don't move that way. Or don't like maneuver in that way. So naturally, like all of those signals were offline. And then there was this other spot of misalignment that happened. There was this girl who is also, we were on a boat, by the way. And there was this girl that I didn't know on the boat. And she was kind of annoying because she was like, come dance up here, come dance up here, come dance up here. And she was up on a ledge. And I kept saying no, I kept saying no, I kept saying no. And she just wouldn't receive my no. So instead of just like sitting, with the discomfort of her saying no or just like telling her to stop. I was like, well, the only way I'm going to get this chick to shut up is if I get up there with her. So there are two spots already where I have now moved out of range and I have done something that is incongruent with the truth of what I really wanted to do. And then I step up onto the ledge, my knee goes out, and my knee is floating for 24 hours. And then I go on this year-long rehab journey 
of healing my knee and learning how to walk properly again. Big cost, big energetic blowback. But this is one of the things that happens when we are more intent on forcing and pushing and letting the ego just kind of drive where we're going, whether it's driving our body, driving our finances, driving our relationships, driving our business or our job, like any major area of life. Like you could even apply this to travel. I mean, that was also leading up to this injury. There was a trip that I really wanted to do and everything was not conspiring in my favor. I was getting all of the signals that it was no, not yet. No, not yet. No, not yet. And I was like, fuck that shit. I'm turning 40. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And force, 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 push, push, push. And then you know what happens? This knee injury happens two weeks before my 40th birthday. So I can't go on the trip because I wasn't supposed to go on that trip. I'm going on that trip on Tuesday. Because this year was actually the right time. This time, it's actually flowing. This time, there are things that are popping up of like, oh, come stay with me over here. Come stay with me over here. Like, let's meet up and do this. And like, it's just flowing. It's easy. There is no force. My knee is delighted that we're going on this trip. And I also had to sit with, like, there were certain places that I wanted to visit that were part of this spiritual quest that I wanted to do, that even for this trip, do not feel like flow. They are not lining up to go to those places. And so as soon as I surrendered to that, and I was like, okay, it's just not yet. It's not a no, it's just not yet. And as soon as I like really let myself just move with that current, all of a sudden something opened up yesterday where we're going back to Europe in May and my bandmate is in a production camp with Peter Gabriel And the place that I wanted to visit is like 20 minutes south of where the retreat is. Flow, smooth, ease, no force required. But it did require me to give up my ego's agenda. So force versus flow has a lot to do with, you know, your egoic identities versus the truth of who you are. So your egoic identities are all of these spots that you've constructed in order to survive in the environments that you have been brought up in. Some of them will serve you, some of them will not. And if we never investigate those, (laughs) then we get stuck on this pocket of trying to force an agenda instead of opening, surrendering, and flowing with the truer path. 
which might mean you actually are not meant to be working that corporate job, but maybe you are meant to be working at a farmer's market. You know, like maybe you're meant to be an artist. Maybe you are meant to be a corporate person and you've been like trying to force the artistry because you like the identity of being an artist, but it's not actually flowing for you. And what actually would flow for you is like to be on a different track. So when we look at the force versus flow, we want to really start to tease out this distinction between the ego and the truth of who you are, which, you know, is very much connected to your intuition and your soul. And in order to really flush that out, we have to have a relationship with the body and reality. <laughs> Because forcing requires you to bypass reality. It requires you to just ref like literally refuse to see reality as it is. So it's not a surprise to me that a lot of people who force also have a lot of fantasy patterns. So in relationships, what this looks like, instead of being in reality with the truth of who that other human is in front of you, we're like, no, my egoic agenda is to be in a love affair with this person. I know nothing about them, but they look nice. So I'm going to spend the majority of my time in fantasy about this person scheming about all of our future plans and like dun 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 dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you know like just planning this whole elaborate future and then trying to force the connection to move in that direction and then eventually the other person is like what the fuck is this like you were cool but like i don't know what's happening here i can't do this I don't know what happened, but like, this is not what I thought I was signing up for. Deuces. And then we're like, oh my God, I'm so heartbroken. <sighs> and we take it as like this hit against our self-worth. When really what it's actually about are these more subtle energetics that we're playing out. That there's a high probability that you weren't actually aligned to begin with but you liked the idea of them more than who they actually are in reality. But in order to know who someone actually is in reality, you have to be paying attention in reality. And you have to be in your body in order to stay with reality, right? And so unhooking from forcing, as you can imagine, is a bit of a process especially in these major areas where it's so habitual, you've got to give yourself grace and space and time to unwind that. It isn't just going to unwind because you listen to this one transmission and like everything's magically going to change. Things change when you're willing to change when you're willing to change how you're interacting in those particular pockets of your life. 
So if we have any area where we're forcing, we want to look at, well, what do I not want to address in reality? What do I not want to admit to myself in reality? And that will start to open this spot, but it's also uncomfortable. So if we don't know how to be in our body and be with sensation, let's just call it sensation. I'm not even going to label it good or bad or right or wrong. But if we have an intolerance to sensation in the body, what happens when you have intolerance to sensation is that you eject out right? So once you eject out of, of your body, then the only place you have to go is your mind. And then the fantasy patterns start going. And if you've ever endured any type of abuse, that, that pattern actually was a very functional one in order to get you through something that was truly horrific. Okay. So we don't make it wrong in my body of work but we do have to understand that that's an adaptation to a situation that was really in harm, like not in harmony, not in reverence, not in alignment, not in love. And that we can't keep taking that adaptation and trying to play it out in every area of life and expecting it to open this enchanted garden. We have to see it for, you know, one of these very survival-based mechanisms and tools that got us through something that was really hard to get through, but you've gotten through it. Otherwise, you, you wouldn't be here, right? We wouldn't be having this conversation. And so we have to, you know, be graceful and kind and compassionate with ourselves and understand that there's actually a good reason why you developed that adaptation in the first place. And that adaptation isn't going to serve you in constructing the relational dream in your heart or the life that feels really, really juicy for you to be in. Okay, so we have to start unhooking and unwinding from that particular pattern. And we do that by building more capacity to be with sensation in the body. And you can do that through any embodiment method. I have one that I specifically teach, but there are many others. Anything that gets you in your body and allows you to stay with your body as it's moving. So exercise can count depending how you're exercising. If your mind is railing your body, <laughs> being like harder, faster, push, nah, well, you're not going to get that practice there. But if you wake up every day and you ask your body, how do you want to move today? And then you give yourself that movement you are, you're creating an environment where there's a higher probability that you will be able to stay with the sensations of your body for the duration of that exercise. Because a lot of people just check out when they exercise. They're doing things that are habitual. And so their mind can kind of turn off 
and we go through the motions, right? And that is actually true about any area of life. We automate a lot of areas of life. We also automate our relationships and we automate our partners, which can be a really clunky thing that happens because we're like, oh, that's just who you are. Instead of, okay, that's my experience of them in the past, but like, who are they in reality right now? And can I just be with who they're being in reality? Not my past perceptions of them or like my past being imposed onto them. Okay. And so we really want to look at this particular relationship to our embodiment, to being able to move with sensation. So sometimes that's moving with subtle sensations. Like, can you feel the subtle signals of your body? As a woman, I have this thing where I sometimes forget to eat because I like I have this ability to multitask and multifocus. And I think a lot of women have that. You know, part of it is how your brain is structured and the connective tissue between the two hemispheres of a female brain. And so what can happen is like the loudest task or the loudest thing in my environment gets my attention. And sometimes my hunger is not loud enough to be louder than those things in my environment. So what can happen is that I miss those hunger signals because they are more subtle when they start. And then I only get them when I'm like ravenous. And like I've gone past the point of really being in range with my hunger, which then impacts the choices that I will make when I eat from that place of being starving versus if I kind of went back 20 steps three hours earlier when I was actually getting that signal of being hungry and just fed myself there, right? Same thing can happen with having to pee or going to the bathroom. We just like hold it. I had a friend once we were in a bookstore and she's like, oh, I really have to pee. I was like, so do I. And she's like, yeah, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm like, what? She's like, I'm going to transmute that shit. I'm like, I mean, the bathroom's right there. You could literally, but she wouldn't let herself go to the bathroom. She was like, I have to like read this chapter of this book. Like the book will still be there after you pee. No, no, she was not going to do it. And I can also see the spots of my life where I have behaved the same way. Where I am not present to the signals of my body. Whether that's the signal to drink something because I'm thirsty, eat something because I'm hungry, go to the bathroom, sleep rest, move, right? And so if we really want to get into that pocket of flowing with the current of your unique life, you must become masterful at reading the signals of your body and tending to 
that information. Because if you are hungry and you tend to that, it opens like this little portal of flow that you can follow because you will feel well nourished. <laughs> and, you know, the flip side is also true. If you ignore that signal, you override it, your ego or your mind kind of dominates in that spot and is like, nope, nope, it's not productive. We have to be productive. <laughs> Gotta get this shit done. We're on a deadline. Right. And like, let's be honest, like we live on a timeline where that's kind of the dominant energy. The dominant energy is efficiency, being effective, getting shit done fast so that you can do more. It's not really about approval at all. It's not really about going at your true pace. It's not really about being like states of being ways of being because that requires a bit of a gear down. It requires us to learn how to go a little bit slower so that we can really feel the signals of the body so that we can really understand what those signals of the body are cueing us for. Because once you are really, really attuned with your vessel, you are going to be able to sniff out the subtle changes in energy that would take you on the path of force versus open the path of flow. Very exciting stuff. However, if we keep denying the relationship to the body, we keep denying the sensations in the body. And even if we think about like our self-expression and if we have maybe lost our voice in a certain capacity or in a certain relationship or in a certain area of our life, that also has to do with reading the signals of your body. Because when you have something to say, there are certain sensations that happen in your body. There are certain signals or pings that come up for you when you have something to say. And then when you don't say the thing and you push it down, what ends up happening is your system gets more and more locked up. Because you have to use all of your creative life force energy to keep all of that contained. So the more of you that you are containing, the less available you are to opening and flowing with the current of your life. So we want to also look at like what needs to be liberated. Like what words need to be liberated from your body? What truths need to come out of your voice? Like, what are the things that really bring you to life that you have been ignoring, that you have been not prioritizing, that your mind or your ego has come up with all sorts of justifications and reasons why you can't, you shouldn't, that it's not a convenient time. 
we want to dismantle all of those stories and reasons and justifications and beliefs. Because as we disassemble them, what that does is it creates more space for you to feel what you need to feel and say what you need to say. And I should have put on that John Mayer song, Say What You Need to Say. Right? You can go listen to it after. <laughs> Be our theme song for today. But really, like that actually will get the energy moving. When there is something that you haven't said that you need to say, and then you say it, you know what that does? It immediately blows open your system so that you can flow again. It gets the energy moving. And that's what we want to do. We want to get the energy moving. So sometimes that happens with, you know, saying the thing that needs to be said. Sometimes we can move that energy by physically moving the body. So, you know, I just taught a practice session before this in one of my containers and, you know, in between each prompt or thing that we did, we took a little bit of a movement break where we did some shakes, we did some stretches, we just did some movement to keep the energy moving so that it wasn't stagnant, locked up. And if we have a life or a job or you know, just a dynamic where we are sitting a lot or where or, or our energy is actually stagnant because we're literally at a desk all day. Then it is your responsibility to look at, okay, well, this is just what's so in my life. I've got to be at work or I got to be at this desk or I got to be on the internet or whatever it is. That's fine. But how can I actually incorporate a little bit more flow inside of this container of my reality right now. So my chiropractor, she's like, Kelsey, you need to put sticky notes on your computer and set alarms so that you get up and move every like 15 to 30 minutes. And it's been something that has been so helpful in these last three weeks of my life since she said that. Because that invitation is constantly going off in my psyche now of like, oh, I can feel it in my body when it's getting tight, when it's getting cramped, when I'm about to like go on to that force my reality kind of track because my system's getting locked up. It's tight. It hasn't moved for a while. So my first step is always just moving my body. So that can literally just be some stretches that you do, like stand up, roll out your neck, circle your hips, you know, do a little wave. Like who cares if you look weird? Being weird is the best anyway. It's hel it helps you find your people. Okay. So there will be, if you're in an office setting and you get up and do this, you will inevitably inspire someone else who really wants to do that. But they're like, I don't want to go first. I don't want to be the weird one. But then they see you doing it. They're like, oh, good. I can do that too. Oh, frick, another weirdo. That's great. I've never talked to that person. Maybe I should, right? You might even make a new friend. And so we really want to pay attention to like where the energy is locking up in your body. Because if your body's getting locked up, it's inevitable that 
we're going to have to keep moving on that trajectory of having a locked up system, which means we are more susceptible to forcing and pushing and grinding and hustling. Versus when we listen to the signal of the body and we create a little bit more fluidity there, a little bit more permission to move, then you're already carving this path of more flow. And then you really take it to the next level when you start liberating the parts of you that you have suppressed. So that means liberating the words that are stuck in your throat or stuck in your body. And that's not necessarily about just putting people in their place and like, I mean, like, oh, you, you hurt my feelings in eighth grade and like, I need to speak my truth. <laughs> yeah, okay. Speak your truth to your journal, you know, like get it out. And a lot of like the liberation of the voice has so much to do with, of course, the words that you didn't feel safe enough to speak in certain instances and being able to speak those and have them be witnessed. Not necessarily by the person that you have the clunk with. Sometimes that's appropriate, but most of the time it's just a compassionate witness. So that can be a teacher, a coach, a therapist, a friend who is not going to go into fixing and changing you. And then we also want to look at liberating the energy of your heart's desires. Like how often do you let that energy move and flow through your system? Because that's usually where it gets stuck because our mind's like, that's not practical. That can't happen. Like, I don't understand how that would be possible. And so we have to actually train the mind to think in terms of possibility. Because once your mind is thinking in terms of what's possible, and instead of like spinning out the worst case scenario, because the worst case scenario and stewing in that will inevitably put you on a path where you have to continue to force and push. But if you develop the skill to fantasize, to daydream, to visualize the best case scenario, then what happens is you are setting yourself up for that flow state, which is a really powerful place to create from. And feeding this thread of what's possible is, is a discipline. Like I, I'm not gonna lie, like there is this element of discipline that comes into play when we are recalibrating this way of thinking. Because our default setting for every human is to default into what's wrong, what's not working, worst case scenario. So you literally have to train yourself to think differently. We're not trying to eradicate that those old ways of thinking, but we want to use them as signals when they come up. Be like, oh, I just need to pivot. It's like that post I did with Ross and friends in the couch. And he's like, pivot. And the ego's like, shut up, shut up. <laughs> and uh, that's basically like our human experience in a nutshell. It's like we have the truth of who we are that's like pivot, pivot, go in this direction. And the ego is like, no, stop telling me what to do. 
I want to keep forcing it. I want to keep doing what I've always done, but somehow magically get a different result. Well, the only thing that's going to happen is you're going to drive yourself crazy. And you're going to delay the experiences that really nourish your soul. Okay. So we really want to get in the habit of practicing best case scenario thinking. Thinking in terms of what is possible. Liberating the dreams in your heart. A lot of people will never even allow themselves to say out loud what it is that they truly want because they're afraid if they say it and it doesn't happen, it's going to be the worst thing ever. But I'm going to burst your little bubble here that by not saying the thing and not claiming the true desire of your heart, it's not going to happen anyway. It can never happen until you speak it into form. You have to use your voice to claim and carve what it is that you want for yourself and your life in the world. Okay. So, you know, we, we want to liberate those words that have been stuck in you for a long time that might be festering. That's what your journal is for. That's what hiring a coach is for. Going to your therapist. We can clear all of that there. And then your work with yourself is to start liberating the desires of your heart. Now, you are going to have to be very, very, very mindful of who you share this stuff with. Okay? Because if you share it with someone who isn't also doing this work, they are going to do what I call dream killing. They're going to try and slay your dreams, tell you that it's not possible, roll their eyes, scoff at you, be like, no way that's happening for you. Like, do you know who you are? Like, no way. And all of that is just a reflection of their own inability to touch the true desires and um, dreams of their own heart. But you have to be so intentional about who you let in to this spot. And this is part of having reverence for the things that you want to create. It's like when you first start a new relationship, there's this period of time where you do want to kind of keep it sacred and contained. We, we don't really want the rest of the world weighing in because the weigh-in is going to inject distortion. It's going to inject worry. It's going to inject doubt. Because that's just the matrix that we live in. But if you are really an intentional creator of your life, you will draw the boundaries that allow that particular container to remain sacred and divine. And then once it's established, like once you're clear, like, okay, yeah, we're doing this, like we're boyfriend, girlfriend, or like we're in a serious partnership or whatever the form is that you want to create together. Sure. Then let the world in when it's already anchored and established, but you don't need to tell everybody. 
before that point. And when we tell everybody, we're actually spilling the energy so that the sacredness kind of like fizzles. And then we have all of this other energy and like, we're like, fuck, I need to like go slay all these dragons that are in the space now. And like all these insecurities and like doubts and fears and like, what the fuck just happened to me? Well, what happened to you is that we didn't actually draw the sacred boundary around that relationship. We didn't actually give it the containment that it needed in order to really thrive and develop and turn into what it's supposed to turn into. Not every person you meet is supposed to be a romantic partner or a lover. But every person that you meet, there is a form of relationship that is being developed there. And it's up to the two of you to figure out what that form is. And it's very hard to figure out that form when you have a lot of external noise that's being projected and injected into that dynamic. So again, you're going to have to get really solid at being a badass. <laughs> And not letting everyone and their dog into your private life. Okay. Um, and just know the people that are safe. And this goes back to the tiering system of relationships. Inner circle people are safe. They're your inner circle because you can tell them these things and they are going to meet it. They are going to amplify it. They're going to celebrate it. They're going to champion you. And you take the material in terms of like your heart's desires and you bring it to them for amplification. But do not take it to someone who is not doing this work for themselves because they will try and slay your dreams. Because if you evolve and blossom into your most exalted expression, it means that you will likely no longer be an energetic match to them. And their ego knows it. So they're going to try and like literally keep you bound. But you have to liberate yourself. You have to unwind and unleash the fullness. <laughs> Of, of yourself and be very discerning with the company that you keep, right? Because the company that you keep matters. The people that you let in close matter. And they do contribute to whether we have to force or flow. So if you have people in your life who, you know, do not support your evolution, do not support your expansion, don't clap for you when you win. You are going to have to force yourself to stay small in those connections. And if you're forcing yourself to stay small in those connections, you're going to open up the possibility of having to force in other areas of your life to stay small. I don't want that for you. And I hope that you don't want that for you. And so what that's going to require is for you to be bold. 
for you to really like claim back this spot in yourself where your voice matters, your truth matters, your experience matters, and the dreams in your heart matter. And that you set yourself up in such a way where you allow all of those possibilities to begin to sprout and germinate and blossom into the world. I think we nailed it. What do you think? Yeah, I think we did. Um, so if you'd like to explore that whole process, that work a little bit deeper, there are two options for you. The first is my Unleashed membership. So this is the monthly membership that we're going to be doing starting next month. And I'm going to be doing a monthly workshop. It's a two-hour interactive workshop. The first one that we're doing is called Fuck the Rules, Make Your Own. So we're going to walk through this process together of literally designing the rules that are true and right for you in all areas of your life. I want you to really like this, this particular workshop and this membership is a space for you to really claim that creative creator in your life. You become the artist that is carving and designing the masterpiece that is your life. Every workshop is going to be designed to feed that intention. So of course we would need to start <laughs> with fucking the rules and making your own because you can't carve your masterpiece if you are following rules that you didn't choose or that don't fit for you. And so in that particular workshop, we're going to explore what those rules are, the ones that need to be let go of, the ones that you want to be leading your life, and really what it looks like and feels like to step into your main character energy. Like so many people are just playing like the secondary role in their own life. They're not in that main character energy, leading lady, leading man, leading person in their life. And when that happens, you know, then we're living a life by default, which means we're probably gonna have to force a lot of stuff and we're not really gonna be in flow. Okay, so that is an option for you to come and play there. And as a participant of this class, you are going to get an offer to come in for $55 a month. And you can be there as long as you want. You can cancel at any time. The regular price is $77 a month. But if you came to this class, you will get the opportunity to register for 55. And that offer will be available for the next 48 hours. So you'll be able to come in. Even though we're not starting the workshop until next month, there's a whole library of classes, workshops, embodiment sessions in there that I have never put into a membership before. So there's plenty to keep you occupied until our workshop in October. Okay. The other option is that I'm opening up this new one-to-one -one container and there it's called the bold sessions. And the bold sessions are all about the reclamation of your voice. So it's three months where we dive in and we look at you know, what is blocking your voice, how to liberate your voice, and how to really carve from that place of like your truest self-expression. So we'll be doing a monthly one-to-one -one mentorship call. And then every week, 
I give you a personally designed program for your particular voice. And I give you an energy sequence and an energy signature and a movement methodology that is designed to unlock your body, unlock your voice based on your experiences. And so I'm only opening up six spots for that. And as a member of this class, you also get that at the introductory price. So you get $500 off. And there's a payment plan, all the things. So, and once those six spots are gone, that's when the offer is gone. So uh, if you feel like you're in that spot of like really wanting to work with your voice and liberate your voice and step into your boldest self-expression, that would be the track for you. And with that track, you also get a membership to Unleashed. So you get to be in the Unleashed membership for six months included in, in your one-to-one -one package. So those are the two offers. Oh, and also like you, you don't have to do anything. <laughs> if you're like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, this is great. That's fine. That's totally fine. And there will be another free class at some point in October that I'll do before the workshop. So you can keep an eye out for that. And uh, like, there's literally never any pressure to come in and do deeper work but I want you to know that the invitation in my door is always open when you're ready. Okay. I love you all so much. Thank you for showing up here today. I'm also leaving with gratitude for all of you. These are so fun. I, uh, I forgot how fun they are. <laughs> we got a little bit of a, an intense season this summer. So, you know, now that we are coming back into the fall, gearing down again, we're going to get back into our, our flow with each other. So thank you for being here today. If you're catching the replay, feel free to reach out and let me know what you're taking away from today's session. And I'll send you all of the details for both of those offers in your replay email today. Okay. I love you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you soon. Bye.